what now? Is it on? Yeah. Okay. Who's first? You or me? You. Me? Yeah. You. Oh, I hope you don't die of fright by the time I'm done. Okay, you let's see. You haven't answered. I won't. <laughs> Wait, first, before we get started, let's say a little prayer. Yes, they did. <laughs> The power, the power of Satan compels us. Fix, fix, fix. <laughs> Please, um, make our things scary, our stories scary. I can think of the word story. Scary, scary, scary. And a snake, make a snake bite my penis. <laughs> Amen. So once upon a time. That candle is like a strobe light. Yeah, it Look makes it a little flickery. Look at it. Yeah, we have it's a candle on here. Um, so yes, once upon a time. There was a big butt. There was a big butt boy. His name was Charles, and he had a big butt. Charles Xavier. No, Charles, my brother. <laughs> um, anyway. It's warm in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, are you going to let me do this or what? No. <laughs> okay, so anyway, once upon a time, there was a boy named Charles, and it wasn't my brother, actually. It was a different Charles. Charles Xavier. It was not Charles Xavier either. It was just a boy named Charles. Charles he lived McMuffin. on McMuffin Avenue with his uh, sister. McFallen. What? I said I'm McFallen. What does that mean? <laughs> this is like mine thing that one person, the, a person fell and she said, I'm McFallen. Like she was carrying McFallen's food and stuff. It's funny. That's really funny. But let me tell you my story. So Charles lived on McMuffin Street. By the time we're done with this podcast, I'm going to be sleeping. Yeah, but... 24 hours long. We both have to take a turn, at least one turn. Come on. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there's this boy, Charles. He lived on McMuffin Street. Okay, he lived on an actual normal street because... He lived McMuffin Street. Yes, because this is a serious podcast. This is not a scary sure. one. Sure. It's spooky. It's spooky ghost stories. You gotta sit up so that when I um scare you and you scream, people can hear it on the microphone. Ah. Uh, Don't start screaming yet. Nothing scary has happened yet. Your face has. It's scary enough. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You can't do it. This, this is Halloween time. People want a serious podcast. They don't want jokes. Nobody wants to laugh at Halloween. Chip. I wanna. Okay. Once upon a time. <laughs> You're gonna restart every time I enjoy I it. have to because you <laughs> won't let me even actually get to anything. <laughs> okay. Go on. Okay. Let's see. I don't even actually have a story. That's <laughs> Okay. Once upon a time, there's a boy named Charles. Xavier. <laughs> he lived on Xavier Street. Oh, okay. <sighs> I thought it was like Muffin Street. One Halloween night. He got out of candy and vom- vomited everywhere. You gotta stop for this isn't <laughs> okay. funny. This isn't funny. Just let me Come on, we're actually doing this, right? Okay. Okay. Once upon a time, there's a boy named Charles. <laughs> he lived on Xavier Street, and one Halloween, on Halloween, it was also happened to be a full moon that night. It was scary. Yes. And Charles wanted to be a scary monster. 
for Halloween. So you decided to be a vampire, but not like a Twilight vampire. You wanted to be a scary vampire with like bloody teeth, like blood going down his mouth and stuff like that, like fake blood, obviously. Anyway, so you went sparkly. Hmm? Was he sparkly? That's not funny. So (laughs) it is kind of. No, it it really isn't. So he got all dressed up, and he went to go knock on his friend's door, and. He was like, trick or treat. And then his mom came out and said, oh my, you're so scary. What a scary boy. And then she gave him some candy and she said, uh, hold on a second. I'll go get John. And then she went and got John and John was like, yeah, let's go. And John was dressed up as a werewolf. He was like, whoa, great costume, dude. You look really scary. Is this the entire story? Hmm? Is this the entire story? So far. (laughs) So they... (laughs) Well, you won't let me get, like, five sentences in, so it's hard to get to the scary part. So, they went out to go trick-or-treating together, and they lived in kind of a small, nice neighborhood, and so they didn't, their parents didn't necessarily have to go out with them, so it was okay if they went out on their own. Plus, they kept seeing people out and about, they were also, um, you know, people they knew and stuff, so it wasn't that bad. But, they were out on their own, but they were, like, 13, so it wasn't that big a deal. But anyway, so. A little tiny Charles and John, was that his name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Charles and John were kind of little assholes, and they what? kept seeing little kids, and they would um, hide behind trees and stuff and wait for the little kids to go past. And then they would jump out and go, Rawr! and scare the little kids. Yeah. And the little kids would cry. And one time, one of the little kids dropped this bag of candy and ran away, and his parents went running after him. And they're like, you boys are terrible. But so what they did was they grabbed his candy and ran off with it. So they were pretty much done because their bags of candy were so heavy. They were so full of candy. And they had gone through pretty much everything in their whole neighborhood. And they'd stolen a lot of candy from little kids and stuff. And um, so John looked up at the moon and he was like, dude, Charles, look up at the moon. Charles was like, what? Who cares about the moon, dummy? So we looked up at the moon. And uh, he saw it was actually blood red. He was like, what the heck happened? What's going on? And John was like, I don't know, dude, but it's kind of creeping the me out. We should get out of here. reflects light off the moon, and the moon turns into... Yeah, but these boys weren't good at science, so they didn't know about that. Oh, they're dumb. Um, Can we now that they the noticed... candle? Because that's hurting my eyes. Now that Charles saw that, though, he was like... Wait a second, what's going on? It's so dark out, like, the streetlights were off and stuff. They didn't know what was, like, uh, they had wandered off into a part that he didn't really know about because they were, you know, they were just going house to house. They weren't really paying attention to where they were. And that's when... Don't do that, kids. That's when they heard giggling. <laughs> and they were like, oh, come on, John, quick, let's hide. And John was like... I don't know. Where is this kid? I don't hear. I don't see him. <laughs> like, come on, let's hide behind the tree. We'll get. We'll get this guy's. I don't think he has his parents with him. I don't hear any parents. We'll get his candy, and uh, you can punch him in the stomach. <laughs> what? No. John was like. John was like. I do love to punch little kids in the stomach. Okay. So they hid behind the tree, but then it was like. They kept hearing giggling, like, coming from all around them. Like, <laughs> all around Moving them. Moving that doesn't really help. And it was coming closer and closer. 
and they stepped out from behind the tree to see what was going on. And there was a whole ring of little kids, like three or four years old, they looked like. Um, they were all dressed up in scary monster outfits and a ring around them. And John was like, what's up with you kids? What's, where are your parents, dummies? And they just kept giggling, and they got closer and closer. He said, stop, okay, you guys, I'm sorry. Do, what, did we take one of your candy? I'm sorry. One of your candy. Whatever, just let us be. Yeah, because they didn't have bags of candy. They weren't carrying bags of candy. And Charles was like, John, okay, I think we got to get out of here. I don't know what's going on. And that's when the moon totally went out. It was, like, totally dark there. They couldn't see the little Like a cloud went over it or something, or who knows. And Charles just started running. And boop, he ran into a little kid and tripped and fell over. While that happened, the little kids ran and chased at John and got him and, like, pulled him down. And then they just started kicking and punching them. And they Ow. took all their candy and then they jammed it into their mouths. They're like, a rapper and everything. Yes. And Scaly. Then they, the next morning, the parents went out to the yard to see what was going on. They were like, where are our boys? They didn't come in last night. Because they just woke up. They didn't realize. They thought they were going to come in. Yeah. They didn't realize that they had been gone all night. The mom went out into her yard, and there in the yard were two new scarecrows. <laughs> Their mouths were stuffed full of candy, and they were dead. The end. Ah. Uh. Was that lame? Mm. What do you rate it? Scale of one to ten. Oh, I like or one the is the worst, and ten is the best. Where how the what <laughs> <laughs> scary stories are wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta come closer. Um, I like the end, like the plot twist, how the kids got all, uh, the little four-year-olds got murderous. And they got him? Yeah. They got him. <laughs> but you didn't like the part at the beginning where I was starting the story, <laughs> and I didn't really know what I was going to do. McMuffin Street. <laughs> <laughs> at first I thought it was going to be a werewolf story, <laughs> and I decided it was little kids attacking them. Okay, it's your turn, buddy. I didn't even rate it. Huh? Oh, well, rate it. And that's never been actually a part of these, but okay, go ahead and rate it. I'm going to rate yours a negative eight. A negative eight? Nah, I couldn't give it eight. Okay, thank you. Eight is the worst, tenth of us. Oh, we're doing that scoring? Nah. Okay, so. Nom, 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 nom. <sighs> Don't make so scary noises. You're gonna freak people out when they're listening to this in their iPods. <laughs> oh no! I'm trying to think of one kind of close to Grave Encounters. <laughs> well, don't just rip off a video no, game or movie. To. <laughs> Gotta make up your own story. Okay, so two boys were like best friends for life, uh-huh. all their lives. Right. Um. James and the Derek. Derek. Okay. James and uh, Eric. <laughs> James and Derek were uh, walking along one night, close to Halloween. Not exactly Halloween yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, scaring little kids, running around, 
and they walk up to this house that they've been dared by their friends at school, Devin, to go into the house and stay the night. The night before Halloween starts. Devil's night. Yeah. Basically Halloween Eve. Mm-hmm. And so they stay in. They're getting in. They have their duffel bags with toothbrushes and cameras and things like that to show that they actually did it. So they put their camera up that takes time so that they know, so that they can just look at the time and see that they didn't just put it in there, take a few shots and then walk out. And so, staying in there, they're exploring, going into rooms, seeing that there's no, like, wild dogs or something in there, I don't know. And they go into this room that has a typewriter, and they sit down, look at it, and they already have a sheet that says, do not come. In or something like that, or do not type. Like the last person that used it had typed on there. Do not. Or get out use, or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do not use this typewriter. <laughs> well, they had used the typewriter to type that, so obviously <laughs> yeah. it works. And they're thinking, why not? And so they test it out, and huh, it works. Or maybe it just said, beware. Mm, no, I said, do not use the typewriter. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> and they type in, why not? Just playing around, just seeing around. what it meant. They walk out, and when they think that it doesn't mean anything, hour passes, so they check their camera, it's still working. Then they hear the typewriter going off, and Derek yells for James, what are you doing? Because James was looking for a place to go to the bathroom. He comes out a room, like, comes down the upstairs room, when the typewriter was on the bottom floor. And so they go in, and it says, because, and that's all it says. So like, hmm, we should probably get out of here. So they take the camera, and Derek says to Derek says to James, James, hey, your camera is broken because it kept kind of like you know how screens look when they glitch, just hmm. kind of shake. Basically, doing that. He like looked at the pictures that were on it. Yeah. Oh no, it was it was like a video. Okay. So he was looking at it. It was still taking it. They're like, we should probably leave. That's kind of strange. And so they're walking out, and they actually do get out, but their duffels like the camera will not come out. Stops at the door and doesn't move. And they hear furious typing on their uh, on the typewriter. They want to get out, but they don't want to lose their camera because they don't want to get in trouble from their mom. That's their mom's camera. Yeah. It's James's mom's camera. Yeah. Derek's mom gave them the, 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 the tripod thingy. Oh, okay. So, so it's so a it's group effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so neither of them want to get in trouble by either of their parents. Uh-huh. And so they walk in, like, seeing what's wrong with the camera or whatever it's wrong, and they're thinking, this is strange. So they walk in, and all it's saying is, because of me, because of me, because of me, on the typewriter. Now they're scared, and they don't care of getting in trouble. And they walk out, and the camera's just floating there, staring at them. And... Oh, and they can get out and everything? Yeah. But the camera stays in there? Mm Mm-hmm. The camera's, like, floating there. That's the end. It's, like, a cliffhanger. Oh. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, so what happens? (laughs) So... Basically, Derek and James are just stuck there, and this camera is floating, watching them, basically. Mm-hmm. It looks like, because it's moving towards them, like, with a hilly kind of movement. 
Like it's Oh, like somebody's actually like walking holding with it, it and walking. Uh-huh. And so they're backing up thinking this is strange. And the typewriter goes off and it says stay away, stay away. And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, what? And at the end, right before like the typewriter explodes, it says of the camera. And then the typewriter explodes. Stay away from the camera? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so they're like, What? And the camera had looked at the typewriter, looked at the kids, looked at the typewriter the pieces of it now mm. and started running towards them and they run upstairs seeing what's going on they hit the window and it breaks and so they turn around looking at the camera they turn back around and there's bricks in the doorway and in the windowway oh wow and being scared James runs at the camera trying to like push it down uh-huh. and he runs into like basically a wall and breaks his nose Ouch. like it like Basically, running to a person. Uh huh. But it's really hard. And the camera falls down. It makes it seem like the person, ghost, whatever was holding him, fall, fell. Uh-huh. So they run down the stairs and they run into the typewriter room with the explode. The, yeah. <laughs> Where the typewriter had exploded? Yeah. But. But it was back together. No. It just wasn't the room. It was just oh. an entire different room with a bed. You know those beds that have the four, like, I think they're called four poster beds? Yeah. They had the four poles on the edge, on the edges and the uh-huh. drapes over them? Mm-hmm. And they hear crying, like, it's a crib. And uh-huh. the door slams behind them. And they hear, like, inside the crib saying, do you want to play? <laughs> Spooky. Is the camera in there so, with them? Yeah, the camera is behind them. And you can hear them saying, play with my daughter. She just wants to play. And now they're stuck in there forever, playing pretend tea and with the dolls. And if they ever get out of the line, she cuts off a finger. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That the is spooky. Was the mom the ghost? Yeah, the mom was one of the cameras seeing their... Oh. Like... Still trapping them in there. Yeah. Jeez. And basically, that boy Devin, what a jerk. <laughs> no, the Devin and the friends didn't know. They were oh, just like... They were just screwing around. They didn't think it was really haunted. The reason why, like, they think it's haunted, because, like, a year before, they went in and they found a diary that said, like, a diary that had a page ri- ripped from, like, a medical journal, basically, uh-huh. that said, like, a name, and it said Alter Ego. So, basically, the mom that was typing on it was, like, stay away, because her Alter Ego would kill them. Oh, like, her evil twin. Yeah, basically. Very spooky. How about we do one together, where, like, I start it, and then you do part, and then <laughs> I do part? I actually like this. This is fun. Okay. Has this really been 30 minutes? Um, 20. 20 minutes. Oh. It just get boring for you? Hmm? Is it boring for you? No, it's fine. Um, Could just do, like, do an hour if you want. Maybe. So. Was my, uh, was my story good? Yeah, your story was good. Mm-hmm. I thought of it good, but then when I started talking, I was like, what? <laughs> so did you know that, like, five years ago, there were a bunch of UFO sightings in this area? Am I supposed to come? Like, even in this block, people kept seeing UFOs and, like, weird lights in the sky. 
and like dogs started going missing and stuff. And they were like, what the heck is going on? And one night... Is this... I can't remember the movie. It was like a camera name. The name of the movie was a camera. No. Where this... I'm not telling any kind of story ever before. Oh. <laughs> I'm making up something. So this man actually lived like right across the street. One night he got up because he thought he heard a weird noise. And he went downstairs and he looked out the big window in the back of the house. And there was something parked on his backyard. Parked as in like... Like as in a UFO. <laughs> he had a big yard. Like an acre? Yeah, exactly. Maybe even more. Did it take out the entire yard? It was really big. It was like the size of, like, say, a garage or something like that. It just dropped down there. And he was freaking out because he was like, what the heck? Aliens are real? So he was going to go grab the phone to call, you know, the police or the military or something. He didn't know who to call. But as soon as he turned around, there, right in front of him, was an alien. Okay, your turn. Now what did the alien do? The alien grabbed his forehead, making him go unconscious. He, The alien dragged his body into the UFO, where he basically dissected him to find out, like, his weaknesses, like, the man's weaknesses and stuff like that. And he found out that this guy had asthma and stuff, and he had a flu, and he thought that's what all humans were. So he thought they were, must be pretty weak. And so he goes and reports back to his... Do you want to be like a big mothership thingy, or...? Sure. Okay. And he says, huh, they have all this. What do you want us to do? Do you want us to basically invade them? Because it would be pretty easy. Or do you want us to avoid casualties and make a plague or something like that? <laughs> These are exact words. Oh. <laughs> <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> and so... Yeah, sure. He asks, and you um, tell and him what the mothership he said, well, let's not base the whole invasion on this one guy. Uh, we should abduct some more people. Yeah. And the alien was like, well, I can't park this ship just anywhere because um, they're getting suspicious and stuff. These and dogs aren't. And they're afraid of these. Like, yeah, because the, first they abducted dogs because the they were like, we thought that maybe they were. They thought that maybe they were the, uh, the intelligent life or something like that. But then they realized it was the humans because they had machines and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so they abducted this guy, and uh, the mothership was like, "Well, figure it out. Figure something out." And so what the aliens did was they injected the guy with nano machines could take over his brain and make him do things. They wiped his brain first and they sent him back home. Um, they put him all back together because they had to dissect him, yeah. like you said. But they were able to but put him back like together really and bring him back to life. Yeah. Yeah. So they sent him back home and everything was normal for a little while. But then the aliens activated the machines in him. And in the middle of the night, they made him sneak out and get in his car and drive across town to another house. With a big backyard, and they made him go inside and grab the guy that lived there and Does tie him up, and take him outside. And the UFO swooped in, snatched the guy, swooped back out. And it was easy because the guy had gotten it already. Mm -hmm. So he got back in his car, 
drove home and went back to his normal life again as normal. Does he keep doing this? Yes. But now the police are like, what is going on? These people, they keep getting, uh, people keep getting kidnapped right out of their homes. Like, you go into somebody's house and their TV is still on. Mm-hmm. Their midnight tea snack they were making yeah. was still on the and table. And the tea still burning. You can hear the kettle going. Yeah. Like, that's one thing that actually got the police's attention really big was that one of the houses burnt down because he just left the tea on. Because the aliens, when they take control, they don't really know what how kind? everything works yeah. necessarily. Like, they can make him drive and stuff, but... And also, the guy, he's also trying to fight against the aliens in his own brain. So he, like, tries to make them do things wrong sometimes when he can. Mm-hmm. Picks people that are... Want me to go? Yeah, you go ahead and take a turn. The guy that the aliens took over, he makes them... He suggests that they take people that are sick. And hoping that they think that everyone is sick. So that they underestimate everyone. Oh, he's making them do that yeah. on purpose? Try, he's trying to do that. But every once in a while, they get a healthy person. Uh-huh. And they're like, these must be superhumans. <laughs> and so they're saying, thinking, every once in a while, there's someone who's stronger than the rest. Now he's running out of sick people, and he doesn't know what to do. And so when he's running his normal life, he gets like a little... <clears throat> seeing that people are getting going missing in newspaper, it triggers his memory, and he realizes what he's doing. And he goes, and he drives into the side of a highway and crashes and dies. So the aliens had to get a new person to take over. Oh, wow. Go. And, but the cops, they're investigating. His death? Yeah, they investigate his death, and then they put together, like, some things about this guy. Like, and he clues that were on the time scene, crime scene and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they realize it was him. And so, of course, they can't, like, uh, they can't prosecute him or anything. Yeah. But now his family thinks that he was a weird kidnapper guy. Oh, that's Maybe bad. serial killer. That's bad you can say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, maybe that part didn't happen, because that well, is too sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, the aliens um, go to try to get a new... Well, one of the last guys that the guy... Uh, Kidnapped. Kidnapped. They just, they're like... We'll just use him. Yeah, we'll just use him. We still have him, him laying around. So they put him back together. Because they but dissected they him too. Parts. Yeah, they use some of the wrong parts. And so he, like, was weird and he doesn't work right. But he's full of the nano machines that keep him going. And they put him back in, into Earth. But the cops know that he disappeared. And then he and just pops back like, up. Yeah. All messed up. They're like, guy, what is going on with you? So they like um they they won't leave him alone. They keep back bugging him and stuff. And like, what happened? What what's going on? What where were you? What happened? And um they're like, did this guy that we pinned all the, these kidnappings on? Did this guy uh kidnap you? Kidnap you? What's what he happened? No. He said no. I never saw that guy before in my life. And so his family doesn't think that it was weird. Yeah, they're like he think they think it was the cops are like, oh, we must have been wrong. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so the family's like, yeah, you better be sorry. And then they sued the police department over a million dollars. Anyway. <laughs> but so this one cop, he's like, this guy seems so fishy to me. He's he's like always like leaking. and Yeah, like he came, he was all fine. Then he got kidnapped. He came back and he's all messed up. 
Yeah. What and so he keeps um he keeps staking him out, but the guy doesn't know it because he's he just doesn't realize the, the the aliens aren't really super smart about that kind of thing. Yeah. They're not used to that. So one night the aliens activate him and they send him out in his truck. So the guy grabs a bunch of like ropes and stuff and sticks it in his truck and the cop is like, Whoa, this is weird. So he follows him and he watches as the guy goes into the house. He's like, Oh, I gotta call for backup, this is crazy. So he calls for backup. He's going to go to um go into the house where the guy is kidnapping somebody to like try to stop him or whatever. But he comes out the back door with a person all tied up tied up and that's when the backup arrives. And that's when the spaceship arrives. So it comes down, and it's surrounded by cops, and they are all, like... like Scared? No, well, they're scared, but they're also, like, advancing on it with guns and stuff. So now what happens? Um, the ship, using the memories of the one dude that they had, the two dudes that they had, well, all the dudes that they had, and girls that they had kidnapped and stuff, realize that they're going to try to take down the ship and so they defend themselves and make it like a crater right where the police were right underneath them oh they like shoot at it yeah they start shooting at the ship and the ship like basically just a shockwave to stop them and it reduces a bit like a block to a crater Hmm. realizing this and now that the secret's out they like well, they think that this ship might be out, so they leave to the mothership, and police come the next day, like, what happened to our backup? They didn't come back. All their GPSs just went out instantly, mm-hmm. all at once. And they come and see the crater, they're like, huh, this is what the explosion sound was. And they don't know what happened, sp- specifically, but they have a suspension. Suspicion. <sighs> can't pronounce it. Or maybe they look at the uh, cop car's dash cams. Yeah, and they and see, they see they, all they see, saw was the UFO, like, and they don't see the UFO because the lights were. You know how when you have a bright light, you can't see anything else besides it. Oh, okay. Kind of like affects your vision. All right. Like how you have one light in a dark room, so you can't see anything, but when you turn the light off, your eyes adjust. Mm-hmm. So basically, they couldn't see all they saw were the glowing eyes and the glowing lights, and then that flying off. So they think maybe the military affected. So they call them and they're investigating so basically they walk down the entire town wondering what's going on. Because there's a gas station that was across the street from the explosion and so they saw the spaceship because they had better cameras oh, okay. than just sort of dashed cameras. And so they're like, oh crap, this is bad. Mm. And okay, now you go. Oh. So basically the military and the police and like basically the whole world knows that there was a spaceship. Oh, jeez. Well, I was thinking the cops could stop the aliens back before, but you blew them all up with the spaceship. <laughs> um, let's see. So, now, like, the government and stuff knows about it, but they're trying to keep it quiet because they don't want things to freak out, people yeah. to freak out. So basically the entire town knows, but hasn't winked out yet. Yeah. So these kids come out. <laughs> <laughs> but... The mothership. Mother. Something they didn't realize was that the guy that they had kidnapped got away from there. He didn't get blown up in the crater. Yeah, because the, the, the spaceship protected him, basically. 
Yeah. So he went back home. So the army is going around like, um... Checking everyone? Yeah, checking everyone out, seeing what's going on with this town, because it's like on lockdown. Because of these aliens, they know they're real. Mm-hmm. And they go to this guy's house, and they look at the police files on him and stuff. And they're like, wait a second, what is this weird guy? Like, because they know that the one policeman was following him, because they had the reports from the police. Mm-hmm. And here he is at home. So they take him in. And... They they're, like, running him. tests on him and stuff. And, and they like, see all the name of Whoa, yeah, inside. there's, like, machines inside of this dude and stuff. So they're like, but, oh, now they can do that. And then, so they start taking him home. Well, that's when the aliens activate him because they need more guys still. And they have him in a locked room. He goes to the door and tries to get out. He can't get out. And the nanomachines activate. And... They open up the door for him. Basically just, like, super strength and just breaks the doorknob and the lock. Yeah, they, like, come out of him for a second and, like, yeah, explodes the door. So basically he has some nanobites that control him and some nanobites that can basically just help him. Yeah. And so out he goes. So the military are like, sir, stop right there. You have to stop. And he tries to talk because the aliens are trying to control him, make him seem normal. And they're like, oh, I'm just out for an evening stroll. <laughs> you have a good evening now. And they're like, no, you have to stop. We're the m- m- Marines. You have to stop. And he goes like, what are you All doing? right, talk to you later. <laughs> and he just keeps walking. They're like, sir, this is your last warning. You have to stop. We will use lethal first. It's like, I'm certainly not in con- being controlled by aliens. That's for sure. <laughs> that's just uh, and they're like, derpy. <laughs> okay, that's it. And open fire. And because <laughs> now he's like, oh, they're gonna use the guns. And they all shoot at this dude. And he's dead now. Well, he would be dead, except for he's all full of um, nanobots. Oh yeah. And so they're like just controlling his body, even though he's leaking blood everywhere, <laughs> and he's full so of bullets. It's just. They're the muscles, and they don't need blood or anything like that. Yeah. They're and they're just, just controlling him. He keeps going. <laughs> he basically has nothing left of his body. It's like, ouch, I think I was bitten by a mosquito. Anyway, <laughs> talk to you later. And he keeps going. And they're like, okay, well, our guns aren't working. He just throws a grenade. <laughs> so we still have to follow this guy. And so now a whole marine battalion is following him. Well, he goes to... um. Good day, Kidnap sir. somebody. Good, 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 good day, sir. And so he goes into this house, grabs somebody, takes them out to the backyard. Nice. And the ship comes down. And, they and so rather than opening fire on the ship, because they, they know that it no, it would blow them up in a crater, they just follow the guy up into the ship. And, you know, alarms start going off. And aliens come up. And they're like, because <laughs> that's what they sound like. And the Marines are like, so like the the generals are saying it in their ear, like these are obviously hostile. They're taking people over, like kidnapping people and stuff. You can probably kill these. Yeah, guys go ahead and take out these aliens. And so they shoot the aliens. And they have the ship. And they have the ship. Yes. And yeah, go ahead. Okay, so they don't know really how to use the ship. And so they're playing around, and they're like, hmm, we should, probably shouldn't press all these buttons, because one of them might be a crate, the thing that blew them up. Yeah. 
And so they take them out to just, like, evacuate a certain part of the town so they can test it. If mm. it does crater, they don't want to kill anybody with it. Yeah. And so they're pressing it, and they press one button, and the crater comes out, like, basically. But it's smart, and so they're like, hmm. They press the next button. It's the same size. And they're like, maybe we shouldn't press the next button just in case it's, like, a huge one. Mm-hmm. They press it anyways. <laughs> And all they hear is a ding, kind of like that, and something on their like the kind of window basically. But it was there's no windows. It's where like basically cameras on the outside mm-hmm. showing what's happening, and they see a like a map pop up and a red beacon in the at mar- the asteroid belt. Uh-huh. So they're like, what? Is that, like, where the ship is? And so they think, yeah, that is. So it's an asteroid belt. I'm trying to think of how they were going to fly it. Okay, so they get one of the dead aliens, and they get the nanobots because they have some that are basically destroyed, but they still have, like, the information on it. They see if they can download it onto a computer or anything like that, but the aliens take over the computer, but they don't know that yet. So they run the computer regularly, but basically the, the aliens are seeing what they search up and things like that. And so they just, they don't know what this is, but they're now on the internet and they know everything. Oh, the aliens do? Yeah. Because they were connected to that computer. Oh, wow. And now they're, like, very powerful. But accidentally, they give a bit of their information onto the computer. Because when they think, they basically use the computer. Hmm. And so it's just randomly popping up random things. And the computer doesn't know what to do because this is an alien, alien language, not human. Okay. So it pops up the closest thing to it. But this information from the, the thingy, uh-huh. it was showing you how to fly that thing. If you had like a normal control thingy, I guess. Uh-huh. Thingy, thingy, thingy. <laughs> And they're like, hmm, we could probably use this on the ship. And they do. And it works. But it's kind of different because the ship has weapons and stuff. So they're still testing that and stuff. But now they have... They know what the weapons are. They know where the mothership are. They can fly the spaceship. And they have some of the nanobots. But basically they can't use though. I don't know what should happen next. So then, down in the city morgue... Oh, I just thought... Can I see my thing real quick? Yeah, go ahead. They realize that the nanobots are made out of steel, and so they start making more, but they don't know how to program them. But the way that they make, they knew how to make it so that they can download things into it. And so now they have nanobots of their own that are different and kind of worse, but they're still nanobots. Okay. There you go. Sorry. So then, down at the city morgue, the guy who had crashed his car wakes up because his nanobots brought him back to life. And he's locked inside of this refrigerator because he's a dead body. And he can't get out. So he does the same thing the other guy did. He pushes his hand to the door. And his nanobots come out. And they let him out. And out he goes. But the aliens aren't controlling him right now. Because their ship isn't close enough. That's what they would use the other ship for. They have their mother's ship, and they have their other ship. They would use the they other ship. They have, like, ships. a bunch of uh, smaller ships. That one's basically just a scout. Yeah. So, 
the guy is not under control, but he knows that he's dead, basically. And he's freaking out about it. He goes home and he sees his family. They're like, oh my god, we thought you were dead. What the hell? And he's daddy, still like, daddy. all cut up because of the car crash. Nah, the... the We'll say the nanobots pretty much fixed him. But they're so happy to have him back. And, um... He basically just wants to hide, basically. Well, he kind of wants to hide to be with his family, but also he wants to take out the aliens because he knows they're very dangerous. Yeah, and he doesn't want to be controlled again to hurt his family. Yes, exactly. And so he finds out this ship is, um... Basically, they can fly it now. Where it is. And he goes there. And the military are like, hey, stop right there. You can't enter this as a classified area. And he's like, yeah, well, I am I part alien, and I was dead before, and I know how to use the ship, so let me in here. Basically, uh, they're like, okay, the guy, that, the one guy that knows how to fly the ship. <laughs> well, they're like, oh, he was, um, he definitely was dead before, and he was being controlled by the aliens. But now he's not. But well, now he's not, maybe, so we'll let him maybe. in. So they let him in, but they're afraid that as soon as they put him in the ship, then he's going to uh, be, controlled. be controlled by the aliens again, like when he gets closer to them. So they put their nanobots, the new ones they made, into him. And so, so it's part, like a part battle alien, inside part of him. human, part nanobot? Yeah, like their nanobots are like killing his nanobots to try to take control, but they can't kill all of them because then he'll die because they're keeping him together. Yeah. So, so basically they... The last remaining alien nanobots are just keeping him alive while the other human-made nanobots are basically helping him as a little army, basically. Yeah, so now they've got their guy that can um, take the ship into space. Mm -hmm. So they decide to send him out with um, some army guys in the ship still just to make sure the aliens don't take over again yeah. somehow or anything. and that use it so that if they have to dock onto the ship mothership, they can have weapons used. Mm-hmm. Okay, now your turn. Okay. Weapons. So they basically do dock. They think that the aliens are just coming back because they haven't had any, like, talking to the mothership so far. And he can use his, his alien nanobots to, like, trick him into thinking he's one of the yeah. aliens. And so they walk out, and they're like, what? Is these all, um, brain, are kind of nanobot brainwashed? Or they walk around pretending to be... And then they basically take this... I don't know what I would call it, but it's basically just a plug, basically, into... Like a nanobot come out comes out, they plug it in basically, and he gets all this information of like why they're here and stuff like that. And they're here because they're they're like running away from their planet because people on their planet want to kill them because they want to take over their species and like the entire universe, but they don't want to. So they're coming. They were just coming here just to Earth to try to make an alliance. So we tried started killing them. And so they're like, hey, we'll make an alliance with you. Sorry. And they're like, no, we kill our people. So we're going to kill you. And. But then they're like, well, you killed our guys first and you kidnapped them. Yeah. And, and you took like, them over with nanobots. <laughs> and they're like. That was messed up. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, we did that. Okay, don't kill us. We'll make an alliance. And now they're going to fight against the, 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 the bad guys, real bad guys, not the aliens. Oh. 
and Earth has lots of natural resources and stuff. Yeah, that they and don't And the asteroids have. and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they'll be able to make lots of ships and stuff. Yeah. So the they comes out the asteroid butt belt and stop hiding and comes basically lands under Earth. But it's too big, so it hovers near Earth. And aliens and humans live together in harmony until it's this time to go really, to war. Yeah. Okay. That's the end of that story. The end. Great job. We did it. <laughs> we did one each and one together. And that, the one together was kind of wonky. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. That's the way it works when you like trade off like that. Like one person will think of something, but yeah, and, try and the other person will do something else. And then <laughs> trying to weed it, it makes sense if you read the rest. Like it's one of those stories that you get to a part, it doesn't make sense, then it does make sense. But mm -hmm. with other people doing it with you, it doesn't really make sense at all. <laughs> kind of wonky because we didn't explain much. Is there any movies that you saw when you were, like, a little kid that scared you really, really bad and stuck with you and gave you lots of nightmares? Um, Kevin in the Woods, and when I watched it the second time, I'm like, this isn't that scary. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a comedy in a way. Yeah. When I was a kid, I watched this movie called The Gate, and there's these little monsters in it, and at one point, I thought there was a scene where the monsters came up out of the toilet and attacked somebody that was sitting on the toilet. Oh, God. And I think that, I think I mixed the monsters from the gate with, um, the, the, the cover of like a Ghoulies movie or something like that. Ghoulies? Yeah. Well, it's another old scary movie. Anyway, so I think I mixed these two things together in my brain and that scene didn't even actually happen. Or maybe I saw a weird mix of the movie or something like that. I don't know. But I think it was the gate because I remember a point where a kid looks at his hand and like there's an eye on his hand that opens up and looks at him and it's weird. It's very freaky. So I do think it was that movie. But anyway, because of that, like I wouldn't. I was very scared to use the bathroom anywhere but my own house. Like, I didn't want to use the bathroom in any public place or, like, other people's houses because I was afraid there would be monsters that would come up when I went to the bathroom and attack me. So that really stuck with me. But I've never been able to find the same scene that actually scared me as a kid. <laughs> Maybe it was just a dream. Who knows? Um, I used to be... I wasn't... Like, people would be, like... Being scared of the dark is so dumb. The dark won't do anything to you. It's just you can't see. But I wasn't really scared of the dark. I was scared of more of what could be hiding in it, using it as a cover. Yeah. And people never was like, oh, that's just the dark. You're just scared of the dark. No. <laughs> Basically, like, and then, like, hide and seek. Yeah. Because people would just pop up and yell at me. Yeah. And that's probably what started that fear. Or, like, when you're getting chased. Yeah. You and then like... you, like, you think you lose them, but they're just in the darkness. Even though you know that it's not a big deal, they're just going to tag you or whatever, you yeah. do kind of start feeling scared like something real is happening. Yeah. Well, that was our spooky tales of terror. I hope everybody that listened wasn't spooked straight out of there. And I hope um, everyone that listened actually wasn't through it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you for listening. So, sorry we're not talking about a none podcast None this of week. our stories were really that scary, except for, like... There were scary parts. Some, yeah. Like, the end of yours... Most of mine, and then the third one was more of... It was it, kind of Independence you, Day. Yeah. <laughs> you could kind of, if you did it a different way, you could have creeped it out. Like, the aliens were stalkerish, basically. Like, predator, yeah. like I haven't actually watched, watched Aliens. Mm -hmm. Alien. 
Isn't that a movie? Yeah. Yeah, we, we could watch that someday. But I watched, like, there was a game called Alien Isolation where there's just one of the aliens uh-huh. on this entire ship, and the ship is basically unpopulated except for that one person. Uh-huh. And that was creepy, but they could have done it where it was just basically an army of them versus an army of humans, and that would just not be as scary. Yeah. Basically just, be a war. Yeah. It just depends on how you play the story out. Okay, well, that was that. Um, mm-hmm. Goodbye, people. <laughs> we didn't do hello, people. That's okay. No. How long is that? Almost an hour. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty more than across the moon, anyways.